Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. So I got a text or an email, I forget which, yesterday in the uh, late afternoon. And it was from a CNN producer with whom I have a good relationship, guy that I have a lot of respect for. And he said, are you available to come on later tonight and talk about a breaking news story? And I said, I- I'm not. And then he said, you know, are you sure? Maybe we could do a pre-tape. And I said, well, can you tell me what it is? Because it, it sounds pretty big if you're trying to cajole me into a pre-tape. And he said that he couldn't, that he thought that it, it might break at or about 8 p.m. And indeed, Anderson Cooper last night at 8 p.m. was the one to break CNN's possession of this recording, the recording that was referenced in the Trump indictment pertaining to him waiving classified information. So CNN was the first to have it. And then other news outlets were able to obtain it as well. It's kind of interesting that that we don't know the origin of the tape and we don't know the identity of the individuals who are on the tape, save one who is identified in some of the news accounts as being a Trump staffer. I'll circle back to that. But I, I want to try and put together some of the pieces of this story and place it all in context for you. And then we'll we'll hash out what might be the legal and political significance of all of this, which, by the way, I think are significantly different. So the story that is on the CNN website and is the number one item at Smirconish.com begins this way. CNN has exclusively obtained the audio recording of the 2021 meeting in Bedminster, New Jersey, where President Donald Trump discusses holding secret documents he did not declassify Quote, these are the papers, Trump says in the audio recording, while he's discussing the Pentagon attack plans, a quote that was not included in the indictment. In the two-minute audio recording, Trump and his aides also joke about Hillary Clinton's emails after the former president says that the document was, quote-unquote, secret information. Trump's statement on the audio recording saying these are the papers and referring to something he calls highly confidential and seems to be showing others in the room, could undercut the former president's claims in an interview that he did with Brett Baer just last week on Fox News, where he said that he did not have any documents with him. It's a recording that was made in July of 2021 at his Bedminster Resort, 
for, quote, people working on the memoir of Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff. The episode is one of two that's referenced in the indictment where prosecutors allege that Trump showed classified information to others who did not have security clearances. I I have the indictment in front of me as well, and here's what it says. On July 21, 2021, when he was no longer president, Trump gave an interview in his office at the Bedminster Club to a writer and publisher in connection with a then forthcoming book. Two members of Trump's staff also attended the interview, which was recorded with Trump's knowledge and consent. Before the interview, the media had published reports that at the end of Trump's term as president, a senior military official purportedly feared that Trump might work, might order an attack on country A and that the senior military official advised Trump against doing so. And then in the next paragraph of the indictment, it says, upon greeting the writer, publisher and two staff members, Trump stated, look what I found. This was senior military officials plan of attack. Read it and just show it's interesting. And then it has a transcript of what was said by Trump and his guests. Well, the interview at Bedminster Right. The interview that Trump was giving to individuals working on Mark Meadows uh, biography, uh, I guess I should say autobiography. It must have been a, a ghostwriter and the publisher that was on July 21. On July 15, Susan Glasser writes a piece for The New Yorker headline. You're going to have a fucking war. Mark Milley's fight to stop Trump from striking Iran. And it's a uh, a relatively short piece in which Glasser recounts Milley's efforts, obviously with Milley's cooperation. I must say, Mark Milley has done a lot of cooperating with journalists over the years to try to, I I think, make amends for for when he went through uh, Lafayette Square with Trump. What would that have been? The summer of, of 2020. And out of regret, I think, then gave a lot of interviews to media sources trying to clean up his record. In any event... Millie, in this instance, shares the story of trying to talk Trump off the ledge of launching some type of a strike against Iran in the final days of his presidency as a means of holding himself in office. And you'd be asking a good question if you said, well, why, if he struck Iran, would that keep him in office? But something to bolster his credentials, his bona fides and his position of authority. Here's the way that it begins. The last time that General Mark Milley The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff spoke with President Donald Trump was on January 3, 2021. The subject of the Sunday afternoon meeting at the White House was Iran's nuclear program. For the past several months, Milley had been engaged in an alarmed effort to ensure that Trump did not embark on a military conflict with Iran as part of his quixotic campaign to overturn the results of the 2020 election and remain in power. The chairman secretly feared that Trump would insist on launching a strike on Iranian interests that could set off a full-blown war. So this piece came out on July 15. And then you've got six days later, Trump at Bedminster giving an interview to individuals working on Mark Meadows' book. 
And that's when, in that context, he's now using the papers that he's waving as a means of, of trying to rebut Milley having told Susan Glasser in The New Yorker that he had to keep Trump from attacking, from attracting Iran. Does, does all of that make sense? In, in the Glasser piece, let me just give you a couple more tidbits before I roll the audio. Milley repeatedly met in private with the Joint Chiefs. He told them to make sure there were no unlawful orders from Trump and not to carry out any such orders without calling him first. Almost a conscious echo of the final days of Richard Nixon, when Nixon's defense secretary, James Schlesinger, reportedly warned the military not to act on any orders from the White House. A run. I'm skipping ahead. A running concern for Milley was the prospect of Trump pushing the nation into a military conflict with Iran. He saw this as a real threat in part because of a meeting with the president in the early months of 2020, at which one of Trump's advisors raised the prospect of taking military action to stop Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons if Trump were to lose the election. Further along. Trump kept pushing for a missile strike in response to various provocations against U.S. interests in the region. And then finally, on January 3rd, after Trump had flown back from his Christmas vacation at Mar-a-Lago, he convened the Oval Office meeting on Iran. During the course of this meeting, uh, it's reported by Susan Glasser, the attitude was that it was too late to hit them. After Milley walked through the potential costs and consequences, Trump agreed. And that was that. After months of anxiety and uncertainty, the Iran fight was over. So Trump didn't like being exposed in the New Yorker piece as having tried to goad Milley into striking Iran. And now with his Mark Meadows guests at Bedminster, he's trying to rebut that notion by waving documents and saying, you know, like this was the plan that they had drawn up for me. But in the course of this braggadocious moment, he makes some legally incriminating statements. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required 
accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. But in the course of this braggadocious moment, he makes some legally incriminating statements. I'm going to play it now. It's two minutes long. These are bad, sick people. That was was your coup, you know, against you. Well, it started right at the beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they were trying to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll I'll show you an example. Show you an example. Millie. That I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Mm. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack, and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, <laughs> send it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah, yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran, and what? He said the papers. Well, this was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, classified. Now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I'm, look, we here and I have, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's you. It's incredible. Right? No. They, hey, bring they some. Uh, bring some cokes. In, hey, bring some cokes. Can we have some cokes for these ladies? Can we have a little coke with our conversation? So it's so interesting on so many different levels. First of all, it is the classic emperor has no clothes. Right? Nobody wants to. Everybody's just like gleeful and along for the ride, and and he's just entertaining with the documents in a fashion. That the Washington Post told us a year ago, you know, that story that I continually refer to where they say they don't think he was selling secrets out. They, they think he just he's a braggart. 
And he likes to entertain his guests with these things. Doesn't make it any better, but it, it kind of fits with what we've been told previously. Now, this is off the record, he says. And then to the point of responding to the Susan Glasser piece in The New Yorker, he says, you know, this was him. This was not me. This is what Millie came up with. Millie came up with this attack plan. I didn't. Well, how could Trump? You know, presidents don't come up with attack plans. And then problematic from a legal standpoint is him saying this is highly confidential. This is secret information. So he's acknowledging this is classified, highly confidential, secret information. Well, wait a minute. Has it been declassified? No, because he says I could have totally at odds with one of the assertions that he's made, which is that he declassified everything. That's why it's legally problematic. Look, I think the big picture here is that from a legal perspective, he has a real problem on his hands with the obstruction Mar-a-Lago documents case. And now it's a race. It's a race, should I say, for or against the clock. I told you yesterday that Jack Smith, the special counsel, has now sought a delay of this trial until December. The judge had called for it in August. Now the feds are saying we need, because of the classified issues and who gets access and how do we raise it all in front of a jury, we need more time. And obviously Trump wants to push it even further in the hope that he wins the election and self-pardons or that someone else pardons him, but he cannot have this case go to trial before the election because it is such a compelling case for the reasons that you are now hearing and not only, uh, you know, reading about in the indictment. And two other observations, if I might, I, I've ordered... Uh, Mark Meadows memoir. It cost me all of eight dollars and thirty three cents at Amazon. It will be delivered tomorrow. This is just sort of a curiosity. And I I always read the acknowledgments. I find that when I'm doing author interviews and I do so damn many, I always learn things in the author acknowledgments. Well, I've got to believe that in Meadows memoir, he thanks whomever his ghostwriter was. And I'm sure he thanks by name, not just All Seasons Press, the publisher, conservative imprint, but I'm sure he thanks whomever his point of contact was there. Well, why do I want to read that? I want to read that because in none of the news stories, not in the indictment, that didn't surprise me. They don't even identify Mark Milley. They don't even identify Iran. I get that. But in none of the news stories, CNN's coverage, the Washington Post coverage, the New York Times coverage, no one identifies who are those people. And I'm absolutely convinced that with Maggie Haberman's contacts and, and the other uh, reporters who were involved here, they're all so wired. I'm sure they know. I wonder why they haven't published those names. I don't have an explanation. I, I don't know. The second thing that I wanted to say is that while I believe this to be an extremely compelling legal case, politically speaking, I don't I mean, I just don't see it doing anything to Donald Trump. That could change. I mean, maybe when people are focused on it, it'll change. But the polling data that I shared with you yesterday Brand new NBC survey, which says that Donald Trump's margin over Ron DeSantis has grown significantly since the second indictment. 
In Halpern's uh, Wide World of News today, Mark says the odds that this audio hurts Trump's chances of winning the nomination are the exact same as those of the Detroit Lions winning back-to-back Super Bowls in our lifetime. He also says the Gang of 500, you know, the sort of inside uh, uh, press folks and pundits and so forth, they hear in the tone and substance of Trump's words, worse than Watergate. Most of the American people, including Republican primary and caucus voters, will hear the mwah-mwah-mwah sound emitted by adults in peanuts made by a trombone with the rubber end of toilet plunger over the instrument's bell, if they hear about this recording at all. It's true. When I hear that recording, I'm, I'm kind of caught up on the people who are just playing along with them. So that's the big picture of of what this is all about. I read to you from the indictment. I gave you the CNN coverage. The New York Times coverage is is very similar uh, in in terms of of how this characterizes it. Quote, the recording captured in his conversation in July 21 with a publisher and writer working on a memoir by Trump's final chief of staff, Mark Meadows. In it, Trump discussed what he described as a secret plan regarding Iran drawn up by Mark Milley. One more thing I want you to hear. It's Brett Baer, because this was the focus of some of the conversation that Brett Baer had with the president that was aired just a week ago. So you you heard Trump. You heard the way that Trump characterized all of this, right, in terms of this being uh, highly confidential secret information that he could have declassified. Well, what did he say to Brett Baer? According to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president. The Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recorded. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This is specifically a quote. You're quoted on the recording saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but, quote, now I can't. You know this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this on tape it says just the opposite. that you can't and, declassify and it, so you, why have it? What I the said, when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I, I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify it. And that's what you said. You didn't said declassify that. it. I said, no, no. I said I couldn't declassify could it. But that wasn't a document, it. Brett. There was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. That I didn't was have a document, a document per se. There was nothing wow. to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, magazine stories, article. No, well, it's totally circular. By the way, you know the adage from all the TV that you've watched anything you say can be used against you. All that's coming in. All that's coming in. What do you make of it? I say legally, very significant. Politically, not so much. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Kevin, greetings in Frisco, Texas. Hope your temp is not so bad today. What did you most want to say? Two things, Michael. Uh, I would be petrified as a spy or a person that gathers intelligence from inside the government and external working in a hostile working. Let's say you work for Russia um, and they um, are giving us information. I'd be terrified that Trump, man, I, you couldn't even trust this guy. So that's the that's the seriousness of this. And I think uh, people not looking at this like, man, he's putting people's lives at risk. Second thing, I want you to poll, uh, pose a poll question. Will America vote for Trump or a mixed-race woman, as in Kamala Harris? Because that's what I think it's really about. Pose that question to your audience to see if they were willing to vote for she's, Kamala she's, Harris. Yesterday I had, thank you, uh, Kevin, I had the uh, NBC poll. There were like five different headlines that could have been written about the NBC poll. One, one of them would be how Trump has expanded his lead over DeSantis. One of them would be that DeSantis actually runs better against Biden than does Trump. Another would be that Kamala Harris is the most unpopular vice president of record, meaning in the history of polling. And guess what? Each one of those headlines would have been accurate. Quinn, greetings in Chico, California. What did you most want to say? 
Yeah, I'll try to keep it short. Michael, uh, I believe, and I don't know why you don't see that, or maybe you do, but Trump's whole premise is that he had right to those papers he took. Going back to Clinton, uh, the what that statute or Presidential Records Act. Presidential Records yeah, Act. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't believe he can obstruct if there was no underlying crime. Where where and the difference is Biden had no rights to the papers he has. None. He was not president. It's kind of murky whether Trump could have the papers, but Biden could not have the papers. Biden. I think Trump's whole thing. Yeah, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I'm oh, going to agree. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you in terms of Biden's paper stemming not from his presidency, obviously, not even from his vice presidency, but from his senatorial career. Inexcusable that he would have maintained possession. The difference. Thank you, Quinn. The difference between the two is that Biden very quickly surrendered them, as did Mike Pence. James, you're in Houston. What did you want to say? Uh, a couple things, uh, because. My biggest question is, did they receive everything as far as what was missing uh, from the National Archives? Um, and do you think that the because the recording was in Bedminster, he was showing the documents in Bedminster, that we should expect, one, another raid of a Trump property, and two, additional charges uh, in regards to Espionage Act, dissemination of you know national secrets and things like that? Not based, not based on this, because this is dealt with in the current indictment. It, it would be double jeopardy if you were indicted for the exact same offense by the feds. And I'll say this about the investigations of Trump generally. At some point, if and, and maybe maybe we're going to hit it with Fonnie Willis in a month. At some point, it's 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 too much. He's been indicted here. He's been indicted there. He's been indicted there. All within the year that he's running for, I'll say, re-election, but you obviously realize he's not in office today. I'm just saying at a certain point, I, I and maybe we're already there. Look at the polling numbers. Among Republicans, they don't care. They've they This has strengthened him. But I just think that it, the more indictments, at a certain point, it's like, wait a minute, he's been out of office three years. It took you this long to get it together. It looks political. It looks political at a certain point. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.